Welcome to the Life Podcast, where we offer real hope to real people dealing with real life. We filter our thoughts through God's thoughts and our ways through God's ways. We pray you're blessed by this podcast. Enjoy the show. Living intentionally for eternity, people. We are back. And I'm joined. <laughs> I'm joined by my guy. The creepy crawler himself. The smoothest man in the land. My guy. Dave Oops. The levitating one. What's up, my brother? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we was going to get by without the levitation thing, man. But... <laughs> What's going on, Des? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We are here with another episode of the Life Podcast. I missed you, man. I, I missed this. I missed this. It's, it feels nice. Yeah, it does, <laughs> man. It's therapeutic in some ways for both of us just to get together, man, and talk about uh, the issues that we always talk about. So, uh, excited. Good, man. Good. Yeah, so I think... um I want to introduce you all to a friend of mine, a friend of a friend. He's becoming a friend of mine. <laughs> he is the pastor, the wise one. He joined us last week. He's going to be now a recurring, a recurring host on the show. My guy, Mr. Eric Talbert. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Hey, fellas, how y'all doing, man? <laughs> We're doing good, E, man. It's good to have you back, man. Good, good to be back, man. We had such a good time last time. I'm just glad to be here. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, and I'm glad that Desmond had the, the idea to bring you on as a host, man. He cool. asked me, and it was a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, sir? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir? Cool, no, no. cool, cool. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was a no-brainer. You got to be a bad dude to do one guess. And get off of the show. Get out of the show. No. That's a record in my book. <laughs> you gotta be a bad dude for 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 me to just be like, yeah, you know. You gotta go ahead and come on forever. Okay, you can't well, have we, need you. we need yeah, well, him, dad. We need that brother. <laughs> we need oh, that brother. Man. And all it did was, man, was to uh, clarify or justify what I've been telling you all the time about Eric, you know, um, his wisdom and the way that he uh, he can break down the Bible and life application. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's a ble- it's been a blessing to me for years and now I know it's going to be a blessing to everybody. All right, fellas, I'm a host now, so y'all not put me on the spot like this, all right? <laughs> I appreciate y'all brothers, too, y'all. The pressure's coming, brother. The pressure, the pressure is coming. there. It's not coming. No. <laughs> he said, you about to make me cry. I'm trying to tell you, man. Get a little emotional. <laughs> no, man. No. Nah, man, but I, I'm, I'm thankful for this opportunity. I truly am. And, um... 
today we're going to be talking about something not heavy but last episode if you haven't checked it out we talked about overcoming fear from uh mr eric's book uh fear not he says sometimes you don't need a sermon just you know one word two words fear not <laughs> you know life gets rough it's not the end of, is it don't give up it's okay That's god it. is there especially if we are in Christ, we are more than conquerors. Amen. So Amen. Uh, that was that was a takeaway. And that men fear. We do have fears just mm-hmm. because we have these these bodies um, that says we're supposed to be able to protect ourselves and protect others. We still have fears. Mm-hmm. We still mm-hmm. have inadequacies. We still have doubts and, and uh, failures. So um, that was just really encouraging. I keep listening to that podcast. Cause That's just, cool. Yeah. So many good nuggets in there, man. So if you yeah. have not checked out episode, episode 12... Uh, with Eric Tarbert, I would pray that you would because that was doesn't you got you can't miss that. Yeah, can't, can't miss episode. Yeah, like the word said, God is not giving us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Doesn't mean we won't have fears, but He's given us power, love, and a sound mind to overcome it. Amen. Every time. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So it's been good. So today we're going to be talking about um, manhood overcoming divorce. Hot topic. Hmm. <laughs> Getting hot in already. here. <laughs> Where's the fans? Yeah, Where's the fans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So today we're gonna be talking about um, divorce and 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 how men overcome um, divorce and and. And I, I think that it's good for us to talk about this as men, because um, this is a, this this is something that happens, especially even in the church. The church is almost on the same pace as the world um, with divorce rates, and it's becoming it's, it's, it's a problem. It's mm-hmm. a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we are in Christ, we're Christ's problem. Mm-hmm. If we believe His messages. We must believe that we are His mess. So, <laughs> um, but God can redeem the time, and He can redeem those things, and uh, make God second part better than the first part you know mm-hmm. and uh keep rewriting our story Amen. so um for our life point today we have two uh, passages of scriptures that uh my dad is going to read one from malachi chapter 2 verses 10 through 19 10 through 16 and then mm-hmm. we're going to take a passage of scriptures from matthew 19 1 through 6 just to see what god says about divorce in the old testament and let's see what he says about divorce in the new testament because we serve an unchanging god so that whenever you're ready okay breaking covenant through divorce again this is Malachi 2 10 through 16 do we not all have one father do we not did not one God create us why do we profane the covenant of our ancestors by being unfaithful to one another Judah has been unfaithful a detestable thing has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem Judah has desecrated the sanctuary the Lord loves by marrying women who worship a foreign god. As for the man who does this, whoever he may be, may the Lord remove him from the tents of Jacob, even though he brings an offering to the Lord Almighty. Another thing you do, you flood the Lord's altar with tears. You weep and wail because he no longer looks with favor on your offerings or accept them with pleasure from your hands. 14. You ask why. It is because the Lord is the witness between you and the wife of your youth. You have been unfaithful to her. 
though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. He has has not the one God made you. He belonged to you belong to him in body and spirit. And what does the one God seek? Godly offspring. So be on your guard and do not be unfaithful to the wife of wife of your youth. The man who hates and divorces his wife, says the Lord, the God of Israel, does violence to the one he should protect, says the Lord Almighty. So be on your guard and do not be unfaithful. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And uh, Matthew 19. You catch your breath. (laughs) Right. 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 When you're reading that, man, it's like, oh, my goodness. I don't know. Uh, Jesus teaching about divorce, Matthew 19. Now when Jesus had finished these sayings, he went away from Galilee and entered the region of Judah beyond the Jordan. And large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. And Pharisees came up to him and tested him by asking, Is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? He answered, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female and said therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh so they are no longer two but one flesh what therefore God has joined together let no man separate amen thus says the Lord (laughs) you have just heard the reading of the word of God right um and that, that can be heavy. That can be that can be extremely heavy. Well, keep, keep going um, if okay. you don't mind. So seven, yeah. seven down to nine. So um, seven says they said to him, "Why then did Jesus? Why why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce and to send her away?" He said to them, "Because of your hardness of mm-hmm. heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning." It was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another, commits adultery. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you. Good, yeah. good catch. I thought I said one through nine, I guess. <laughs> right. I think you did. Yeah. Okay. I right. think you did. Mm. Right. Fellas. Yeah, that's what you got to <laughs> breathe on that one. So we have Old Testament, we have the New Testament, we have God the Father, and we have God the Son mm-hmm. saying the same thing. Jesus going all the way back to Genesis, mm-hmm. God made them, male and female, female and male, he made them in the image of God, and God saying, look, I hate this. Mm-hmm. I hate this. So let's dive in. Let's just go straight in. Um, Mr. Eric, we'll start with you. Your first marriage. Um, you've been divorced before. Um, can you tell us how long you were married the first time around? Uh, seven years. Okay. Seven years. And how are, how old were you when you first got married? Mm, 20, 24. 24. 24. Yeah. And that your first marriage was, well, your first known marriage, how, how, how long did it last? Um, we were together for from 87 to 95. Okay, about eight years. About eight years, but we didn't get divorced for about another eight or nine years. Okay. But we were legally separated after in in, in ninety five. Okay. Um. How old were you? I got married at twenty two. Okay. 
Oh, yeah. All right, so before um, we start recording, everybody out there, I, I, we were talking, and Mr. Eric said something that really struck me. He don't even know what he said it, but he says, "No one gets married plan gets married planning on getting a divorce." Amen. That really struck me. No one plans to get divorced when they get married. That's not the plan. Right. So if that's right. not the plan, this is a loaded question, but you can take it however you want. If that's not the plan, Mr. Eric, we'll start with you. Why is it so common? Well, first of all, I think most people, when they get married, they intend to try to make it work for whatever reason. And a lot of times, there's many different reasons when people get married. It can be a child. It can be they feel like they love the person. It's many different reasons. And mm. unfortunately, we have all of these different ideas of marriages that come from so many different places. And we don't really always seek out God, how he sees it, and what he, we, we'll figure that out later on. <laughs> but most of it is human expressions and feelings that we have going on when we get together. So it's about feelings, it's about what I see, what I know, where I came from, all of those different backgrounds. And so when we get when 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 people get married, they feel like we can do this, but they jump right in and they start acting out what they feel they know versus taking out time to get to know first yourself so that the other person can get to know you. Mm-hmm. But we go straight to correcting the other person and, well, so-and-so does this, you need to do this. And so many other things start coming into the relationship that start making you go apart (laughs) versus blending together. Mm. You know, Mm. I can't blend with somebody that I'm not totally honest with who I am with, first of all. Mm. And most people, that's the other thing before we even get that. Most people haven't even figured out them (laughs) before Mm -hmm. they connect with another person. Mm -hmm. And then so they're trying to blend all together and then kids come along. (laughs) And when kids come along, it's like, oh my gracious, now we got to figure out kids. Mm. And we haven't even resolved us, you know, and what God has for us. And then so before you know it, we focus on what we have to do Mm -hmm. and we move away from what we need to do. Can I say that again? Very we well focus said. on what we have to do. I got to go to work. I got to do this. I got to do that. We focus on all of that, and we move away from what we need to do and needing to get it to know and honestly connecting with one another about where we are at different phases. What is she feeling? Mm-hmm. Why is she doing that? I know my my wife now. I I know how she's feeling, thinking all of that. Yeah, <laughs> but a lot of that came from studying her and learning her, and her studying me and learning me. Mm-hmm. And we're not perfect or anything, but it's a lot of things I learned. And I'm gonna be honest. It was ten years in between me getting married again, okay, and getting divorced. Mm-hmm. I I would tell anybody, take that time to process why that did not work if you are divorced. Now, let me also preference, I'm not encouraging anybody to get divorced. Mm, (laughs) That is not why we're doing this. We're not trying to give you uh, tools for what to do when you get divorced. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is if you are in that position, don't just jump into something else thinking I'm going to do it better now. No, 
you need time. Mm-hmm. You need time with yourself. You need time with God. And you need time to process what was wrong. Not with them, because you already rehearsed what was wrong with the other person. <laughs> <laughs> You've rehearsed that plenty of times. You already know. What was wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Where did mm-hmm. I go wrong? You know, I'm, I, I, I might be rambling right now, but I, 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 this is part of what I learned yeah. in that process. Mm-hmm. You know, um, learning what was... And so that 10 years in between there, uh, I was raising my kids at the time, so I was able to put my attention into that too. Okay. So that helped. And I didn't want to just jump out and try to establish another relationship because I wasn't ready. I was not ready. And so many people aren't ready to do that. And they try to do that and they, it don't work. Mm-hmm. Amen. Work. Amen. There's a lot in there, brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amen is the apropos response. Yeah. That yeah. the people say, same thing for you. None of us get married planning to be divorced. But why is it so common? What what was your thoughts? Well, I'm going to piggyback on a lot of the things that Eric said (laughs) because it's so true and and it's so common. But one of the additives that we know is um, if you you fail to plan, you plan to fail, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. So if we, don't, if we don't have a game plan, if we don't fully understand what we're getting into when we say we want to become one with another person, we're already behind the eight ball, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if we don't have wise counsel, if we're not firm in our foundation, if we truly don't know what unconditional love is and what it is to love and care and be compassionate and, and dying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you have to do when you get married, you know. Mm-hmm. You got to. So there's no place for selfishness, selfishness and mm-hmm. immaturity. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the two biggest things that you're going to find in any relationship that's struggling. Mm-hmm. Immaturity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, no desire to grow. Mm-hmm. And selfishness. And, and, and I always say marriage is for grown-ups. Marriage is for grown-ups. <laughs> it really is. It really it is. is. You you can't be a, a powder and a go to your go to my room and slam the door type of person um and 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 like eric said man it it, it's it takes all of your attention it's uh, uh, people say a lot of times marriage is 50 50 no marriage is 100 percent, 100 percent. you got to give it all right you know 50 50 what what are we doing here (laughs) you know so, so, and, 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 and since I've been divorced and since I've been, because you know, Des, I'm big on relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm big on cultivating relationships and, and, and nurturing relationships and establishing and maintaining relationships. And the one thing is, it's work. It's mm-hmm. work. And if you're not willing to work, mm-hmm. if you're not willing to, to have those tough discussions, if you're not willing to be transparent, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if you don't know who you are, mm-hmm. my goodness, how can somebody else learn? You, you. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you don't even know who you are, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're living a lie most of the time. We're hiding stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not really being truthful with who we are, and we're not representing. We're not giving a true representation of who we really are, and it's hard for anybody to love uh, mm-hmm. love a lie. So, um, I think 
the biggest thing is not being prepared for marriage. Um, it comes from my upbringing, and it comes from um, not fully understanding the covenant that you're entering into. And you can't understand a covenant without knowing who God is. Because mm-hmm. just to add to that, too, because when we're going through, many of us turn to different things exactly. to solve problems. Uh, and, and if you didn't really learn how to go to God when you were single, you're really not going to go when you get married. <laughs> you're right, uh, right, right. You know, and, and because it's because he's involved, it's important to have that relationship with God because the world has so many different exit strategies and exit plans <laughs> from marriage because the mindset is, I remember one time uh, somebody asked, well, have you even gotten married yet? And this was like five years out. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just get somebody married him? If it don't work, divorce him. And, 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 and I, I was like, really? <laughs> That's simple, right? you know. But but we, we 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 have to understand that the world's mindset is totally different than God's mindset. And mm-hmm. if you're looking at the world for understanding and how to deal in a spiritual marriage, it's not going to work. They mm-hmm. are going to give you the wrong advice, mm-hmm. and most of the time, God's going to give you some kind of answer to resolve because He wants you to be together. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You got to fight against him, mm-hmm. you know, in order to not even be together. Because yeah. he's always coming up with how to help you stay together. Mm-hmm. Even in salvation, he's always coming up with ways to keep you connected to him. Come on. So we got to push away from him mm-hmm. to even do our wills and what we want to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like Jonah, man. I got, I got to run. <laughs> I don't want to do that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's too hard. And yeah, that's mm-hmm. too hard. You know? So yeah. yeah. I remember I was working at Fortis College. And I remember this. To your point about the world, right? And I remember I was talking to this guy. I was upstairs, like, waiting for my shift. And he came in. He had, like, a baby with him. And he was, like, he was waiting on his wife. I'm like, oh, you married? So we just started talking. We vibing. Mm-hmm. And then as we kept talking, I can tell, like, he was a businessman. He said he had, like, this business. He was a construction worker. He had this money. So it, it started turning towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then out of nowhere, he was like, I was like, oh, man, that's your child? He was like, nah, this is my wife grandson I think he was an older man I was like I was like okay I said how long y'all been married he was like we only been married for about like three years and I think I finally found the one I was like oh what what do you mean by that he was like you know with my first wife you know she wasn't ready for what I had and she didn't want to really participate and support my dream then my second wife I felt like she supported me but she ain't want kids and he said then my third wife you know I felt like she 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 was down for whatever but she just wasn't like she didn't keep herself up then when i got to my fourth wife wow you know wow. i was like okay i'm done with marriage i ain't never marrying again like this is for the birds i'm just gonna be single he said but she just grabbed my heart you know what i mean he getting deep i mean he did deep <laughs> then he said on my fifth wife God, <laughs> you talking about i mean i was looking at this dude like my mouth is like drooping like like he's confident confidently talking about his fifth wife so then after that he was just like 
And he said, "Well, now I think I found it. I'm on my six, and I think I, I think I found oh it." Oh my goodness! Gracious, man. So just to that point, bro, yeah, like that's a real thing. What you're saying, that's a yeah. real life. This yeah. really happened. I'm looking at this guy like you fool. Yeah, you yeah. fool. Mm-hmm. And every single time, it was yeah. about what she wasn't doing. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah, and and and, and, and I'm telling you. <laughs> That's why I said what I did about that time and that space in between, because I I was I was complaining. I never forget, man. Mm-hmm. I was complaining to somebody about my ex at the time. I was just complaining, 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 and they said, uh, "Well, well, what was wrong with you?" Mm-hmm. And that's why I said earlier, it takes it don't take a lot. It don't mm-hmm. even take a whole sermon mm-hmm. when you ain't got. It'll be a statement that will stop you in your tracks. And from that point on, I stopped talking about her. And I started asking myself, what, what, what was wrong with me? Mm-hmm. What was going on with me? And God took me through a whole process of looking at myself mm-hmm. and what I brought to the table that wasn't helpful, wasn't good, wasn't godly. Mm-hmm. It was God's best. It wasn't mm-hmm. God's best. But I tell you, I do thank God for forgiveness. And, and one of the things that is so important, and I'll encourage any brother who's out here or sister, um, that's divorce. If you're saved, you're still God's child. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for people to remember you are still his child. Amen. And he still loves you. You may be divorced, but you are not cut off from him and thrown away from him. He still loves you. He, he said about the children of Israel, I'm married to the backslider. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's still that connection and you can start all over again. He said there's one sin and you're done with. And that's yeah. blaspheming against uh-huh. the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself in a bad place like divorce, and it is a bad place, but don't give up on your relationship with God. Because he can walk you through that entire process. Yeah. That's the most important relationship you got is that mm-hmm. relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. You said that Pastor said something to you, uh, Alonzo said something to you a while back about um, why did when you get upset or there's troubles, you walk away from God? Or mm-hmm. you turn your back on God? I said that? Yeah, you said that Pastor said that to you. Uh, and I was just thinking about that when Eric was talking. Um, as Christians, that's one oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was pretty much saying, uh, he was actually talking about you. Well, maybe he was talking about me. It's probably me because it's always about me. But <laughs> 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 he was just saying, what is it about because your situation with, with your wife and your children, or specifically your wife, because she's not treating you wrong, why do you turn around and treat God wrong? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Because this is happening in your life. Because because your wife is not giving you what you want. Mm-hmm. You turn around and say, "I'm gonna abandon the Lord, my God." Mm-hmm. And then why are you doing that? Yeah. And that's kind of like the the common thing for mm-hmm. men and women, I think. Well, mm-hmm. because I guess it's like you gave. Look, come on, Adam, the woman you gave me, mm-hmm. and now she ain't living up to what I there wanted her to be, and see, it's your fault. Right. Right. So right. it's like I, I think that's a that's a big thing. Yeah, I think that that that's that's all those points was well taken, and I'm learning a lot. Trust me, fellas, I'm learning a whole lot. So one thing that I I, I think the Lord has used 
um, to kind of galvanize my thoughts when it comes to marriage and pursuing someone that you love. I think the one thing that I've learned is if you want a relationship to prosper, pursue selflessness. But if you want a crumble relationship leading to decay and destruction, pursue selfishness. So if you can kind of like wrap up in one word or summarize in one word, Dad, we'll start with you. Mm-hmm. Mr. Even on it. <laughs> they go first every time, so I got to switch it up. But if you could, if you could summarize what led to your divorce in one word um, or one theme, what, what would you say? Selfishness. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, selfishness. Um, and again, it, it 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 manifests itself in a lot of different ways. Um, you can be selfish in a way that you don't even want wise counsel, mm-hmm. right? You can be selfish in the fact that you don't have the, you don't want to grow. This is who I am. Accept me as I am. Mm-hmm. And the selfishness also come in the fact that you are not willing to put the relationship first, mm-hmm. which means the kids and the whole relationship. That you're willing to be selfish and say, "I'm done." I'm washing my hands of this. You're wrong. This was never a good idea. And I'm willing to walk away. And not understanding the the repercussions that it's going to have on the kids, on your future, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and and just on your on, on, on your spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you're already struggling, then you lose something like that, especially for a man. It opens up a whole world of, uh, of foolishness. Mm-hmm. If you not, if you don't stay connected, so selfishness for me, man. So you wrapped it up, everything. One of the main causes was just outright dogged, just downright selfish. Just selfish. It's all about <laughs> me. Yeah. Hey, what's that? All about, and that's on both parts. Yeah, that's oh, on both well, parts. That's, that's on it. It's yeah. equal opportunity. Yeah, it's yeah, equal yeah, opportunity. Yeah, yeah. It's selfish on on both parts. That's hundred, hundred. Yeah, that's not even hundred. You know, I wasn't just talking about me because. Right, because it it, it take two, <laughs> take two to tank, take two yeah, to tank, man. man. You tank it a lot. Say, take two to make it work. Take right. two to bring it up. Take right. two to make it yeah. up, man. <laughs> if, especially if neither one of you are willing to fight, you know. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, that's real. Yeah, it is. That's real. Um, Mister Mister Eric, what you got? What um, you got? I I did all the selfishness. Um, but I also say I think in my situation. The inability to guard your marriage from outside influence. Um, it says, uh, the scripture says, the little foxes destroy the vine. Mm-hmm. You know? And there's so many different things that are coming to attack your marriage. And you can open the door and the gate and let a lot of things in. Mm. No um, doubt. No doubt. Friends. Family opinions, mm-hmm. um, a lot of different people come in, say a lot of different things, and before you know it, um, you, you, you're just gone. I mean, even TV shows. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not pointing in the finger, but I remember coming home, seeing divorce court on TV. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> You know, you like this shit. But anyway, you know, but those kinds of things we laugh at and we think it's whatever. But 
uh, what is feeding your mm. spouse? What mm. is feeding your opinions about life and what's going on? Uh, reality TV shows or whatever the case may be. These things have uh, impact. Yeah, they do. We don't think they do, but they have impact. And so whatever is feeding you is really um, uh, adjusting your thoughts about your relationship and your marriage. So I think that was it. Not guarding well. Neither one of us guarding our marriage well and recognizing that it's 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 two in mm-hmm. there. And we have to focus on staying connected. And con- I, I, I have a... A friend of mine um, said something that I thought was very profound, a pastor friend. He said, um, with me and my wife, it's me and her against everything and everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I, and I thought that was profound when he said that to me because it's true. The children, everything. Yes. <laughs> because everything can come in mm-hmm. and get you off course. But you have to, that's what becoming one is. It's me and you mm-hmm. against everything else. So we have to remember that, and I think that was one of the one of the biggest problems that I think we had. Amen. You talked about um, isolating yourself, mm-hmm. and you talked about I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear what nobody got to say. I'm doing this, mm-hmm. and, and we can do that without saying a word. Yes, mm-hmm. all that's in the heart. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Um, Proverbs eighteen one actually has this, a lot to say about what you said. That says um. Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire, mm-hmm. fo- and he breaks out against all sound judgment. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, mm-hmm. but only in expressing his opinions. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Mm. That's in the book. That's in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the book. That's in the book. <laughs> That's in the Bible. Um and I think that this is this has become yeah, I will laugh. But this has become like a life verse to me. Uh that one and Proverbs thirty. It's humiliating and it's it's humbling, but it's really good because the more I pursue my wife and try to be a godly husband and a godly father, the more I see how like who's adequate for these things, man. Like I need gospel. I am so freaking selfish. Right? And um I read this proverb. You know, it's 31 proverbs. It's usually 31 days in a month. So it's always good to read a proverb a day and you'll get through it mm-hmm. in a month. So I was reading this proverb. This is Proverbs 30. And it's by uh, Agar. Agar. Um, and he says, the man declares, I am weary, O God. I am weary, O God, and worn out. Verse 2, surely I am too stupid to be a man. I have not the understanding of a man. I have not learned wisdom. Nor I, nor have I, knowledge of the Holy One. That's like a verse to me. Like I am worn out. I'm a stupid man. <laughs> it's not. It's not beating myself up, but it's acknowledging I don't have the answers. Mm-hmm. And when I talk to men, mm-hmm. they have all the answers. Let's go back to that dude that's been divorced six times. He really thought he was wise. Mm-hmm. You fool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he thought he had all the answers. Six wives. Mm-hmm. When he isolated himself and he became a fool. I don't want to be like that. Yeah. So it's yeah. wisdom and wise, wise counsel. Yeah. So I, I wanted, I know, you, did you want to jump in real quick? Go no, ahead. I was going to say uh, and we talked about this I think in the last session. Mm-hmm. What people say to you 
is not always what they're saying or feeling about themselves mm -hmm. when they're by themselves too. Yeah. Because you know you. You have to live with you. Come on. And you can make up certain statements that make you look good to people. But when you go home and you are by yourself, you know something is wrong. Hmm. You know, uh, God wired us this way. That's how we get to repentance. Yeah. Because he allows mirrors, you know, yeah. to see ourselves, his word. If you're in his word, it's going to show you you. Yeah. You're going to know what's wrong. You just have to be very, like you said, you have to be very arrogant, self-centered, and prideful to not recognize your faults and your problems. But I don't care how much you tell me you don't. When you go home, you know where you are. Come on, bro. You know exactly where you are. Come on. These facades, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know where you are when you get home. And I think we have to be honest with ourselves and then be honest with God. Because we can't even be honest with God if we're not going to be truthful, truthful with ourselves. Yeah. You know what we're really feeling. And a lot of times we don't. We don't. It, when y'all were in it, and it's, I'll be honest. But y'all were in it when you kind of could see the right on the wall, like, okay, this is where we had it. Honestly, what, what were y'all feeling? That what were you really feeling when you realized, okay, this is not working. She's adamant about getting divorced. Tell me, raw and on the try to go back to 1995. Just getting out the military, got these three kids, trying to figure it out. <laughs> Like raw, un unadulterated, just undaunted thoughts. Where, where were you? I felt betrayed. I felt betrayal. I felt that um, I had made a lot of sacrifices. Um, you know, being in the military is tough. And I, and I was gone a lot. And I was gone because she didn't want to go. Mm. You know, I had orders and I had these plans and she never wanted to go anywhere. So that means that I was gone away from my family a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think I made all of these sacrifices um, for my family. And then when I was finally home, when I decided to get out the military, mainly because I was tired of being away from my family, <laughs> she decided she wants to take the family away. <laughs> so I felt betrayed, man. Not saying that I'd done everything right. You know, I, I had my own personal struggles. We had our struggles. But at the same time, I felt like now we could really work on us, getting to know us. And I, and she didn't want that because I think ultimately the control that she thought she had, she didn't have when I was home all the time. And that just changed her perspective on the marriage. Mm -hmm. So... I just felt betrayed, man. That's the one thing I felt. I felt like I was let down, and I, as as in Malcolm X, I was bamboozled. Mm. I was <laughs> led astray. I was run amok. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, man, because um, all I kept saying through our early march was, I don't want to wait till the kids are grown and gone to get to know who you are. Mm. You know, which means I wanted to spend quality time with this woman, and she didn't feel like that was important. Um, so, to get back on point, I, I just felt betrayed, man, because I felt like I made a lot of sacrifices, and um, and 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 it didn't mean anything in the end. So, it, it, <clears throat> I think that's fascinating in two ways. And it speaks to the psyche of a man, um, mental, mentally, 
I guess a bit buzzword is mental health, but um, I heard this a long time ago, and I think it still rings true. It says, um, "Thank you, Lord." Women attempt suicide mm. more than men, mm-hmm. but men commit more suicide mm. than women. So women get to a brink and something in them says, I got these kids, I got I got people depending on me. But men when they get there, when they when they're soul, right? A hope a hope deferred makes the heart sick, is what Proverbs says. Mm-hmm. A hope deferred makes the heart sick. So you got that sickness of heart of you lose hope. Mm-hmm. Who can live without hope? Mm-hmm. You can live without water. Mm-hmm. You can go some days without food. Mm-hmm. You go some days without you know, talking to your best friend. Man can't live without hope for so long when he doesn't see any light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. It's a reason why dudes in jail are angry, mm-hmm. why they lash out and do what they do because they don't have any hope. Someone's mm-hmm. taking their life away from them. And when you say portrayal and you talk about all those things, um, while you was dealing with that, how did you deal with that? How, how did you deal with the betrayal? Honestly, like, well, what? <laughs> <laughs> I struggled bad, man. I did. I, str- I struggled bad. And, and back then, you know, this whole talk about men's mental health and stuff wasn't wasn't yeah, going on. We weren't talking about that. We weren't talking yeah, about yeah. that, you know. But um, and as a man, I was kind of ashamed of the way that I was feeling, you know, as a father, um, that I was so I was in such a dark place mm-hmm. because I felt like everything had been taken away from me. And and literally everything had been taken away from me. Mm-hmm. You know, I lost my house. And I lost. I know I wasn't making any money because the court took all my money. You know, mm-hmm. so I really felt like I felt hopeless. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so so I struggled, man, for a long time. But praise be to God, mm-hmm. I had people around me who were strong in the faith. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't let me stay there. And I had a heart-to-heart with Alonzo one day, and he said, he said, man, you rely on your intelligence way too much. You think, you believe that you can think your way out of anything. Mm -hmm. And he said, Mm -hmm. you're going to drive yourself crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then he said, I dare you to try Jesus. Mm -hmm. I dare you to try Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the start of my recovery right there. Mm-hmm. was when I started seeking wise counsel. I started getting into the word and I started understanding the word and I knew that um that God had a plan for my life, man, and I knew that um that I had to not only believe in him, but as we talked about the last time, that I had to trust him. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that um and, and and people just kept telling me that he will restore the years, mm-hmm. you know. So I did start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I did start seeing the hope, and most importantly, I wanted to have a relationship with my kids that would outlast the situation, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to let this ruin that mm-hmm. you know so no matter, no matter what I was struggling with no matter what I was going to that was my focus was my relationship with my kids and cultivating that relationship with my kids mm. so yeah I've been but, but to say it man I struggled and 
and just having people around me that really knew knew God um, and trusted God and loved me enough to challenge me and mm-hmm. to hold me accountable, you know, that helped a lot. That mm-hmm. that's the reason why I'm here today, because there were some dark days, man. Mm-hmm. There were some dark days, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. literally, there was dark weeks yeah. where you know. Um, I, I I couldn't put it together, you know, like because because months, yeah, months, man. It, it was a long time, and I couldn't put it together. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I had to. I came to a point one time, man, where it was just like, wake up, breathe, mm-hmm. you know, breathe, get up, walk, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wash yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. literally basic stuff man because there were days there were days there were days of time where I was in bed mm-hmm. I was just in bed because I, I felt useless and I felt hopeless mm. you know um, because I felt like I had nothing to offer my kids and I felt like um, I had I had swindled so many opportunities by sacrificing so much to be in a better place hmm. so so yeah man and mental health is the mental health uh, struggle is real um, and um, I don't really un- I don't I really don't think that women truly understand what what damage they can do to a man that wants to be a father mm-hmm. not all men want to be a father mm-hmm you know, yeah. but those of us who want to be a father, those who want to be involved in our kids' lives, and the way that these courts give the women so much control over that, man, it's it, it, it can leave you hopeless. It really can if if you're not a fighter and if you're not um, willing to to go the extra mile to make sure that um, that that doesn't happen to your family. So, yeah, it was some dark days. Mm. Um, well, you're a Christian. Now you were walking through that. I was, at that time, I was born again. I had, okay. I had, I had yeah, I, I had committed my life to Christ, but I wasn't practicing it. I wasn't oh, applying okay. it to my life. It's almost like nominal, like yeah. by profession only. Right. Not in practice. Not in practice. Like a functional atheist. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I hate it, bro. I'm just saying. Uh, no, I mean that's true. I, I mean because I, I think the last time we talked, I don't know if we got it on the on the on the uh, on the recording last time. I asked Eric. I said, "When did you? What made you? At what point did you become intentional mm-hmm. about your walk with Christ? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's a, that's a part I think that we all go through. Mm-hmm. We, as pastors, always say we become saved." for fire insurance because yeah. we don't want to go to hell right you know but at some point we realize that we are reliant on God mm-hmm. and we have to be intentional about this walk so we start putting putting things into place to help us to 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 on this journey yeah you know so yeah so I think probably in early 2000s was when I finally really said uh I gotta trust God because mm. this roller coaster is killing me. <laughs> Somebody pray for yes. me. Yes, 
and had me on their mind. Yep. Yeah. They took the time. It was a lot of people praying for, for me, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was a there lot of people. <laughs> That's that, that. Also, to that point, like I'm just thinking about Zachariah when he says, when Uncle Lonzo challenged, like, man, you, you, you put way too much stock in your intelligence. And I was just intelligence. And I was just thinking about Zachariah. He said, man, this thing is not by might. It's not by power, but by but by spirit. the spirit of God, and that's yeah. our Christian walk. It ain't about our intellect, bro. Yeah. If it was, Paul would have been more of a beast than he was. Yeah, yeah. It ain't yeah. about that. He said, "Man, I boast in my weakness." Yeah. That's when I see God's strength. But I don't want to dilute that point too much. Yeah. But Mr. Eric, uh, right. thank you, thank you, bro. That was very, um, I know, very undaunted and just raw, Mr. Mr. Eric. What? What, what was it like uh, for you walking through those days when you realized, man, this is it. Seven mm. years of my life just mm. gone. Wow. Well, um, I think for me and the whole situation, I had I had done so much before we were married. Um, and then when we got married, again, like I said, you know, okay, now it's time to do what I'm supposed to do. So I was involved with a lot of things, um, church stuff, work, life, everything, just going. <laughs> and um, I believe, especially with the help of the outside influences, she just got tired, you know. She checked out, you know. And um, I, I came home one day and <laughs> all the stuff was gone, all of that. And uh, mm. matter of fact, a year after she filed for the divorce, and maybe a few months later, found out she was married. So she went. So it wasn't even like, okay, well, we're going to try to work. <laughs> we work on this here. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen, you know. And um, uh, I had three kids at the time, and um, I had the kids. Hmm. And man, I'm telling you, I don't think I've ever felt more like a failure in all my life. Mm -hmm. You just feel like a failure. Yeah. Um, like not only did I fail myself, but God, my children, my kids, um, just a failure. And it, it was like there's no way. I thank God for my kids mm. because I feel my kids help save my life mm. to a degree. No doubt. No doubt. You know, mm -hmm. um, many times putting them in different um, schools and stuff like that, it was like, I can't do this. You know, I was sitting in the closet and crying while they would sleep. Say, I can't do this. Um, but it was something about we have no idea what we can do until we get to a place where we can't do. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And then God started showing me, I am your strength. Mm -hmm. I am your strength. Lean on me. And it was it was to a point where it was like, I don't even know how, but I had to, you know, if the kids came running in the room, I had to, uh, hey, hey, how y'all doing? I had to still be dad. Like, everything doubt. is okay. Mm -hmm. Couldn't share all of that, you know, but uh, it was so much of that. But I thank God because he taught me what it was. When you know the scripture, it says he's, he's a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. Mm -hmm. 
He really was my friend, man. He walked me through that process, man. He really did. And different people. And I thank God for them. But maybe it was pride. I don't know what it was. You you still was trying to act like everything was okay mm-hmm. with your friends. You know, mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm good. Those are the famous words. I'm good. I'm good. Um, but I wasn't. And uh, that's why I say I know what that is to get home mm. and really be real. No, I'm not. You know, yes. you know, in, in the public, be I'm good, but get home and be no, I'm not. Um, but he walked me through that process, and I, I just thank God for my kids. He knows he knows what to do, and I think she was married for like maybe six years or something like that for a while. She was married already. And so it got to that point where it's like I wasn't trying to get married again. Yeah. But it was like I'm uh, not going back there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so God, what am I going to do? You know. So, <laughs> I don't know how this is supposed to work out, but uh, <laughs> that's not an option. Right. You know. <laughs> She's put some time in, in that yeah. marriage. Okay. To the left. To the left. Yeah. You know. But. <laughs> I, <laughs> I when you, when you <laughs> I had to lean on his grace, y'all. I had yeah. to lean on his grace. It's sufficient, bro. Yeah, it's sufficient. Amen. Yeah, and I wasn't even looking, and I was in church one Sunday, and that's when my wife that I'm married to now just came in. She came to visit her mother. The mother was a part of our church. And I met her, and we've been talking ever since, man. You know, wasn't looking, but I feel the Lord just brought it right to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I thank God for being a God of a second chance, man. He is, you know. And you do have to trust him enough to embrace second chances. Mm-hmm. But I believe he is. And I'm going to tell you, the scripture that helped me was because um, I had to repent. I, I, you you got to repent. Come on. You gotta. That's how you really repent to recognize I was wrong. Go on. Once I was able to repent, I believe God is a God of the second child. I think about David. Y'all know when he messed up with Bathsheba, and everybody knows he messed up with Bathsheba. It wasn't that he just went away from Bathsheba and went on. But when Nathan addressed him about what he did, the Bible says he repented to God, and that's who he got it right with God not everybody else Mm -hmm. and so even though he stayed with Bathsheba the woman (laughs) that he messed up with God because he forgave him he blessed their next child to be the king of Israel Solomon why because he had restored right relationship with God come on that's the most important thing and I think sometimes we want to make it look right or make it right with people Mm -hmm. But where is that relationship with God? Because when it's restored with him, he can give you that second chance and you can embrace that grace of that second chance. But it has to be right with him. And he'll let you know in your spirit, hey, son, I love you. Mm. I knew you. I knew that was going to happen before it happened. (laughs) But my grace is sufficient, you know. And Mm. so uh, and and again, I I don't I I didn't come out of it to get into something else. Mm. But that's, that was my situation and how it worked that way. Now, there are some people that may have a different one. The Lord brought you back together again. Mm-hmm. Full circle type thing. Full yeah. circle type thing. But I can't live somebody else's story. I yeah. had to trust God to 
work my life out yeah. the way he's working it out. So, mm. and, and, and like even to your point, what you're saying is so clear. You're saying, look, I'm not advocating for divorce. No, no I'm not, not saying like no. You you don't be mm. listening to this and be like, okay, yeah, like, I can yeah, do this. He and did, like, I can do it too. No, I'm gonna get something better. No, no, nah, that's no, not what we're saying. I remember. I don't know if Tim Keller said it, but. And again, in context, I pray you just hit my in context. He said, um, the Lord has a way of stripping everything that you think you need mm -hmm. so that you see the Christ. You see, so that you see that Christ is everything you really need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will strip mm -hmm. thing, everything that you think you need mm -hmm. to show you Christ. He, that Christ is the only thing you really mm -hmm. need. And... Um, you know, listen to you, brother, your, your, your stories. Um, that's why I'm so intrigued on, like, where was God in the midst mm -hmm. of your mm -hmm. grief and your heartache? Um, did you take your pain to the Lord or did you take it to, um, I don't want to get too specific, but was it other women? Was it like, y'all don't have to answer this question, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you don't take it to God, you're going to take it somewhere. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That somebody's gonna feel or someone is gonna get your pain. Yeah. You know, so yeah. the temptation you had your kids, dad was kinda getting us sporadically. So if you're not careful, thankfully you had the wherewithal to still be gracious towards your kids and know they going through some stuff. Cause there's angry men out there that's left with those kids and their life is hell after that. Mm -hmm. Cause they just angry that the husband's angry that mom left, that my wife left. She with somebody else. The kids angry that mom left us for another set of kids. It's just anger, mm -hmm. and we know God's righteousness doesn't come out in human anger, bro. Mm -hmm. So it's just like I'm always intrigued on like what if it's not God that you turn into, um, what is it? But I'm not gonna make you answer that question. <laughs> I'm not gonna make no, you answer no, that question. No, I, I, can, I don't. Want, I, okay, I can, I can I can answer it. Um, I'm not, I'm not gonna say really Jack. Want I, to that question. I'm not gonna say Jack Daniels or anything like that. But uh, you know. <laughs> uh, no, um, the bottom, <laughs> the bottom. It was it worked. Blame no. it on the goose. Got the middle of the <laughs> Oh man, no. Um, I think there were many different. Uh, mm -hmm. To be totally transparent about it, I think. It, it it the God part he was there but the natural part was hurting so bad that I was numb and I would maybe hit a, a and I don't know this part don't sound but <laughs> why you ask me this why am I answering this but anyway <laughs> I know how to get it out of people but I don't know what to say <laughs> Uh, you know, you try things. You try, um, but none of it works. Like alcohol, or you do certain things, and it's not working. Mm -hmm. And you recognize this ain't it. Um, you go out on dates or whatever the case may be. I got you. And you realize this ain't it. <laughs> you know, and again, like I said, fortunately, I have my kids, so mm -hmm. you're not doing things on a regular because they're right there in the house <laughs> you know so um but but i i do say this the one thing that i learned and this is why i tell anybody that's going through a divorce and has children you have no way of guarding them from emotional hurt okay 
it is no way and i don't care how <laughs> involved you are there's no way because what they're processing their children and they have no way of processing a broken home mm -hmm. even if you do counseling or whatever the case may be please if you have children really consider them seriously Come on. because there's no way to process what a child feels when mom and dad are no longer together no matter what you feel about your wife no matter what you feel about your husband that is mom and dad and if they are together as a family that's all they want to know and you are challenging them hear me when I tell you you're challenging them in their relationship with God mm-hmm because I even heard one of my children say, well, I prayed to God in a session that I was in there in Sunday school. I prayed to God to put my parents back together, and he didn't. So now he's feeling like, why didn't God do what I asked him, what I asked him to do? Mm -hmm. So we don't just break away and just be get better and get scot-free. No. Your children are influenced and impacted. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this, to warn people, don't ever make that decision off of anybody else's life. <laughs> you go to God and you find out what God has to say because you don't know the effects. And sometimes those kids will run to gangs. They'll run to uh, sex, mm -hmm. be promiscuous with a mm -hmm. lot of other people. Because they're trying their best to recover from an adult decision mm -hmm. that they don't know how to process. Yeah. You know? And we got to think about that. That's a part of that process, too. Yeah, I don't want to cut you off, but I'm going to lose it. Okay. No, no, that's cool. <laughs> the Lord, we read it earlier that one flesh, he talks about the husband and wife as one flesh. Mm -hmm. So think about like a Siamese. Siamese twins they stuck together mm -hmm. they're literally sharing a body and imagine a cruel doctor coming in and saying we're going to separate you by force and rips them apart tries to rip them apart mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if he could actually accomplish it how much damage does that leave mm -hmm. they're scarred for life mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. marriage mm -hmm. is like that Mm -hmm. You are literally ripping the more the fabric of what God is calling. Mm -hmm. Where God is trying to do this, I'm pushing my fingers together for people who can't see. He's <laughs> right, trying to right, do this. Right. Satan and, and and people and your selfishness is trying to do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if that happens, it's gonna be a bloody situation. Mm -hmm. No one comes out of divorce unscathed, bro. Mm -hmm. Why? Uh, because that's not. Here we go. It's not truth. It's not God's original intent right. for marriage. Right. So when we don't do what God says, it's going to lead to the three D's. Decay, destruction, death. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Decay of your family, destruction of your legacy, death of relationships. Mm -hmm. Gone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God can restore it. Mm -hmm. We're not, we, we, we have hope. Yeah, but is yeah. it what God would originally want to know? But that's the whole world, right? All creation yeah. is groaning. But one day, yeah. Romans eight says God gonna re restore to the new heavens and the new earth and the new earth. Yeah. But in the midst of it, while we wait, it's painful, bro. Oh man, yeah, when it's painful yeah. on, on a yeah. lot of levels. So I just agree with you with saying of yeah. like, 
yeah. that 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 level. And uh, we could talk another episode about how it affects children and stuff like that. I don't mm-hmm. want to get to all of that right yeah, now, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. thanks for sharing like those yeah. things you turn to yeah. uh, without being too like. <laughs> Yeah. Tell yourself too much. Dad, did you want to come in? We I cut it. you off. We might do an edit on that. Don't yeah. worry about it. But anyway, uh, no. <laughs> turn with me. <laughs> turn with me. <laughs> no, no, I just wanted go to ahead, say too. Ahead. I know we're going to talk about the kids and the other one, but um, an analogy that I use use with that is the old school bookends. Mm. If you have your books in between the old school bookends, when you pull those bookends away, they're the parents. The books are the kids. What do they do? They fall to the left Come or the right. Come on. Because the bookends are gone. Even if you just take one, there's a whole space that's not holding them up. Mm-hmm. Yes, God comes and he does what he does. But that's what happens when you pull um, the family apart like that. You know, there's a falling. And you have, and it takes a lot. Thank God that um, his grace, man. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, his grace is real. Mm-hmm. And he gives you the wisdom and the grace to uh, restore. But Come it on. takes time. It takes time. And a lot of damage is done. Mm-hmm. A lot of damage is done. So, Yeah, man, it's, 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 it's tough. It's tough. Dad, we'll kind of just end this. We, we're going to do like a part two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> right, nine. And enjoy. Because we can't do all of it in one. <laughs> no, so, you can't. So I'm going I'm to I'm leave you with like the last word of like... Um, what what what? <laughs> Looking at him like, what are you about wanna... to say? <laughs> Bring it on, brother. Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> Y'all can see how he looks. <laughs> My dad got little eyes. His eyes. <laughs> We're gonna let you have the last word, bro. Uh, what were some things that you? In the midst of your pain, feeling betrayed, feeling like a failure, if you don't mind sharing, if you didn't turn to God, what did you turn to? Oh. Well, any time you have, I guess you can unresolve sin. Unre- um, like habitual sin? Habitual no, sin. Okay. The things that I struggled with before I got married, mm-hmm. the things that I struggled with while I was married, was only magnified during that time after I got after the divorce after the separation um, because the dangerous thing is when you don't have the spirit of conviction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know when you're not even convicted about the stuff that you're doing you know so the things that I struggle with um, I just I, I lived there for a long time those are the things I turned to jumping in and out of relationships based off of um, sex. Mm-hmm. That Getting was the main busy. thing. Right. I was all of my relationship was based on sex. Mm-hmm. Physical attraction um, and things like that and not having any type of um, weight to the relationship. So just jumping from relationship to relationship and, and continue struggling with the things that, I, that were on me from day one. Mm. You know? Um, those were the things that I ran to. And um, and again, not truly understanding the destruction that it was causing. Hmm. Because those are some time-wasting practices, bro. Mm, yeah. You waste so much time that you're never going to get back. You know? Mm-hmm. 
So that was time that I was taken away from. Well, of course, I wasn't spending time with God. Mm-hmm. Just pursuing your sin. Right. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> um, distracted. Not spending real quality time with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, my professional life was struggling because I wasn't going to work the way I was supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for, and give me a reason not to go where right, I was going. Right, right, you know, right. ah, my back. Yeah, <laughs> praise be to God that we had sorry managers. All right. <laughs> I didn't know you weren't here, man. <laughs> right, I didn't right. know you weren't here. When was the last time you was here? Don't right. worry about that. What you want me to do? Um, <laughs> That's... But yeah, man, I, I, I spent my time in a lot of foolishness, man. And um, to no gain. It was just lost time, wasted time. A lot of waste. I mean, a lot of um, bonding with things that I had no business bonding my spirit with my soul. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot of work to come back from that. It took a lot of work to come back from that, but um, but um, changing your focus, you know, focusing on the things in God and taking your focus off your circumstances, that just helped me a lot, man. And and getting some type of accountability, letting people know what I was going through, okay, so that they knew the right questions to ask, right, right, and um, and just to challenge you to do better, you mm-hmm. know. And having a desire to want to do better. Amen. So, yeah. You were living intentionally. Living intentionally. Well, at that time, you was not living intentionally. I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> intentionally. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. But, but again, the wise man said to me, he said, he, he heard my struggles. He heard what I was going through. And he said, so what practical things can we put into place to move forward from this? Yeah. And go. that started my journey to living intentionally. That's Amen. It. You know, That's it. Knowing the things I had to stay away from. Knowing the type of relationships I had to stay away from. Mm-hmm. Knowing the things that I had to do daily. Come on. To stay away from certain things. Knowing the things I had to do daily to mm-hmm. stay connected to God. Mm-hmm. You know, living intentionally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for eternity. eternity. That's where it wow. started. Wow. Amen. Yeah. I, I it's a pleasure hearing you brothers you know I'm two years in um, and to hear where you all have come from gives me courage and hope mm-hmm. um, that um, it's wisdom hanging amongst the wise so I'm just glad and privileged I can be here and that just to your story man it just shows when uh, Romans 1 is constantly talking about when you serve and pursue worthless things you become worthless yourself mm-hmm. but if you pursue worthy things you become worthy Mm-hmm. The most worthy mm-hmm. thing you can pursue is God and His glory, mm-hmm. and in that your life is restored. You don't feel like a failure. You know right. you're doing something. You're committing right. yourself to the Lord. You're committing all your gifts and, and, and you're storing it for Him, right. and you know that it has eternal revenue to it. Mm-hmm. So now you're not affecting just eternity, but you're also affecting time. Because mm-hmm. what y'all doing right now is affecting time. Mm-hmm. A young man and probably on the brinks. And one thing I love about my Jesus is that you know America has kind of painted Jesus. As this pristine, um, just glass house, but Jesus gets in the muck and the mire of his people. Mm. He is there at your lowest moment, mm. and he's literally saying, "Just come and say something." I mm. see it, mm-hmm. and you're like, "I can't talk to Jesus about that." And he's mm. like, "Bro, I already know. This is the that's same it. one that says, "Come on, man. I know every hair that's numbered on your head." Yeah. Look how how much do I care about you? Like I yeah. I didn't die just to be like no I did it. Yeah. No he died to be intricately a part of 
thought of every detail in your life and i still struggle with that like i can't tell jesus my real thoughts and that's where most of us are we held captive by our feelings and our emotions and our circumstances because we're not really being honest with treat with jesus mm-hmm. we're not going to him and saying i'm angry i'm disappointed yeah she's not doing this she's not doing that because yes it's true when you talk to jesus most likely he ain't gonna talk to you about your wife it's gonna be you amen mm-hmm. he's gonna talk to you about your kids he's gonna amen. be you now mm-hmm. you come into him asking prayers like lord i need wisdom to love her right oh he'll talk to you about that yeah, yeah but if you yeah, go to him lord yeah. change your lord change it bro he's gonna say i'm gonna change you yeah there you go because if she it, don't change go. i need still i still need you to reflect my there glory you come you on you still bro. need to reflect christ likeness in exactly. your life and, and i'm just preaching to myself bro i'm not nah, preaching nah, nobody else nah, but okay. i've seen like that's what it is mm-hmm. it's about conformity i think all the christian life can be wrapped up in romans 8 i think it's 23 where we are supposed to be conformed to the image of his son jesus christ there you go. who never ever 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 thought about himself mm. it was always about mm-hmm. the glory of the father to the praise of the father and for other people mm-hmm. all, the time, all the time every time and the one time he got to the brink of Ask for somebody, he immediately says, but not my will. Mm-hmm. You will, will be, be done. done. Amen. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be pushing towards. And you all was hitting that. Mm-hmm. Y'all were honest. Y'all were frank. I appreciate you, brothers. Mm-hmm. We got to do like a part two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven of this. It's the E. I appreciate yeah, you. The yeah, pastoral cool. wisdom guy. Cool. My man that levitates. The smoothest <laughs> man in the land. <laughs> The creepy crawling himself. Davos brought the noise. Yes, <laughs> this yes. has been the Life Podcast, where we filter our thoughts through God's thoughts. We try to seek our ways through God's ways, and we try to know God's truth because He is the truth. This has been the Life Podcast. I appreciate you all for listening, and we're going to be talking about divorce and effects of kids maybe next time. So please be sure to come back. Say bye to the people, Dad. It's been a pleasure, my people. (laughs) Say bye to the people, Mr. Eric. See you in so long. God bless you. Peace.